What's up, Cowboy Nation? It's week six of the Lawn Chair Cowboys podcast. And as always, I am your host, Mitch. And coming to you today, we have Daniel. Hi, that's me. That's him. He is our editor, our producer, our whatever you want to call it that gets the shit on the air. Shit air. Um, air shit. Um, yes. <laughs> basically how I feel about this week. Yes. So, um, unfortunately, we don't have Wayne tonight. Uh, he was in an accident today. Whacked a deer in the middle of a conference call, apparently. I don't know. Deer were, <laughs> something about deer in a conference call and somebody they were having a staff yeah. meeting in the middle of i-68 and <laughs> he just mowed right through him i don't know yeah something like that um on his way to work at like oh dark 30 so um yeah he's had a rough day so we'll give him a pass again this week obviously but um the show must go on we don't want to keep putting off our uh, time when I'm actually sitting here watching the Giants and Eagles play right now, um, I don't want to delay our show too much longer. So, um, that being said, we have obviously after uh, Monday night's game a lot to talk about, and um, not only that, but I have a f- decided that I think I want to change the format up a little bit. Um, not permanently. I think we'll go back to what we've been doing. Um, but um, we need a serious change of scenery right now. Um, whether it be, you know, a shift in the juju that needs to be cast upon our team or what. But um, God, things are ugly. Um, uh, Monday night just sucked. Uh, to put it bluntly, there wasn't a whole lot to get right. And, and, you know, we talked about it a little bit in our chat and it was, we won't, we've always said, and we, and we've obviously at the beginning of this podcast, we weren't sitting at two games under 500 and um, without our starting quarterback, but our, intent with this podcast has always been to maintain positivity. Um, (laughs) Right now that's really effing hard to do. Um, So we're just going to be blunt with you tonight. Um, I'm going to, we're just going to kind of take the, take the guard down, so to speak, and just um, kind of be tonight's just going to be a rant session. Um, So first off, I just want to, you know, quickly and not break, not in any kind of depth cover um, Monday night's game. Uh, we got curb stomped by the Cardinals, 38 to 10. Um, and this, the crazy thing is, is that this 38 to 10, you would think, oh, man, Kyler Murray must have thrown for 400 yards. They must have been tossing it all over the field. No, Kyler Murray had nine completions on 24 attempts for 188 yards, two touchdowns. One of those, one of those plays was 80 yards for a touchdown. So, eight completions for 108 yards and a touchdown. After you remove that one huge play, freaking ridiculous. 
a defense holds them to take that one play away, 30 points, and the quarterback throws for barely over 100 yards and a touchdown, somehow they're able to score 30 points. Um, Kenyon Drake, 20 carries for 164 yards and a touch, two touchdowns. He Christian did. Kirk, two receptions, two receptions, 86 yards, two touchdowns. Now, one of those receptions was one of those little touch Tavon Austin touch passes. Like the quarterback literally catches the the shotgun pass and just tips it to the receiver as he's streaking across an, on a um, jet sweep. But literally, two catches, two touchdowns. Um, not a lot of good things to say. Um, again, Ezekiel Elliott, two fumbles, two lost fumbles. We won't even talk about the fact that, okay, he's had five, I think, now this season, five lost fumbles, and um, had a sixth that he was able to pick up, or, or I think Dak actually picked it up. Um, so <clears throat> six fumbles in six games, um, five lost unacceptable and he said as much himself this week but um mr freaking captain obvious stating oh i need to do better well no shit sherlock (laughs) um you do need to do better you're the franchise freaking running back get it together take off your damn sleeves because you can't hold on to the ball do something change something this was this game I'm telling you right now. All right. A lot of fans have been saying, all right. And, and even Wayne, I know I get it. Like, I know why you're saying it, but like a bunch of guys, a bunch of people are like, okay, where are all those, you know, Dalton needs to start over deck people right now. This game was not on Dalton. Dalton didn't win it obviously because they couldn't freaking put the ball in the end zone. But he also didn't lose it. This was on Zeke. This was on the defense. This was on freaking Gallup dropping a pass in the end zone. I, I'm sure there were other drops that I don't remember off the top of my head because I'm not putting myself through the pain of watching that ridiculously poor effort again. But some changes need to happen. So tonight we're going to just kind of go over what we saw, what we feel, and what we think needs to change. <clears throat> Clearly, um, protection's a problem. Um, you know, Dalton was getting pressured on almost every time he dropped back. It seemed like Buda Baker lived in the backfield. Um, that man, can we talk about, okay, if there is ever proof to Jerry Jones that he needs to find a stud safety. It should have been Monday night because Buddha Baker literally became like, if, if you look up Wikipedia, if you Wikipedia Dallas Cowboys, um, our father should be Buddha Baker. <laughs> I mean, you're not he, wrong. <laughs> he owned us in every every form fashion of the word. He literally owned us. 
he made us look, uh, oh my God, like, and then, uh, okay, I got to stop. Daniel, <laughs> what are your thoughts? Because I, if I just, get, I could literally talk for an hour just going off on, on what's going on, but get, go ahead and tell me what your thoughts are on Monday night and uh, we'll spin off from there. Well, I made a, a few notes on Monday night during the game, um, but my basic like takeaways for why we lost, um, obviously the four turnovers, you know, you can't turn the ball over four times and expect your defense to hold them out of the end zone, maybe a couple times, but you know, four turnovers led to 24 points. Um, so if you take those away, they, we only allowed two touchdowns. Um, I'm not saying that, you know, our defense is, I mean, I, I personally, like after watching the, the defense the past couple of weeks, I personally think they're getting better. They're, they're starting to do better. Um, but our offense can't keep them off the field long enough for them to rest. And, you know, it, that that's killing us. The turnovers are killing us. Like every single game, the turnovers are killing us. Um, Zach Martin going out with a concussion. Um, you know, we're down to no actual starters on our offensive line. I don't think none of our original starters for the year. Um, yeah, zero. And, um, Knight is also going to be out now. Yep. It was our now, well, he was our starting left tackle in place of Tyron Smith, but now we'll be out for the, I think the remainder of the season. Cause he's getting <laughs> surgery too. Yeah. We're, um, we're kind of screwed. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really know. I don't know. I mean, like, like you said, it's, it's not Dalton's fault that we lost. It's injuries and turnovers. I mean, technically Dalton only threw one interception that, that one interception, um, with the BS, um, Oh my God. Yeah. When they tackled Gallup. No, C.D. Lamb. Or C.D. Lamb, yeah, C.D. Lamb. Ran him over, caught the ball. Like, are you kidding me? Like, that's not a pass interference. And then the, then that same drive in the end zone, they call a P.I. on us um, to give them a first and half the distance of the goal uh, for more attempts at a touchdown. It's like, you know, if you're going to call that, you've got to call the other one. That was just as egregious as the pass interference um, on the uh, the Saints pass interference uh, a couple of years yeah. ago in the playoffs or before the playoffs or whenever it was that wasn't called. Like, those things need to be called. Like, I'm not sitting here saying that the refs lost us the game because they didn't, but that was bullshit. And even if it would have happened to the Cardinals and Trayvon Diggs ran somebody over, that's a pass interference. Like, regardless, you know, if you're going to call stuff, call it. Right. But, you know, and, and their their whole focus this year is to keep the penalties down um, to make the games more enjoyable for the viewers or whatever so they can have more people watching. Um, that's fine. I get that. But call shit whenever it's that obvious. I had people texting me that I hadn't talked to in, like, months saying are you serious that's not a pass interference like philly fans my friend's a fucking <laughs> philly fan he's like that's not a pass interference like 
you know that if you're pissing off a Phillies fan saying that that's not pass interference <laughs> on the Cowboys, that you're getting you're getting it wrong. So you know, right. Roger Goodell, I know you listen. Get your shit together with these refs. <laughs> um, I know he does. He he's like he was. I think he was our first um, actual listen and follow. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yep. 90, 95% sure. He actually sent me a handwritten letter telling me that he has a spot open at NFL Media. Just kidding. He didn't say that. I wish, but I actually you know, okay, any, so, anytime so, he sees anything that does has anything to do with the NFL, you know somebody is probably listening to us. Oh yeah. From the NFL. Because he, he's like he's like it's like Big Brother. His shit yeah, right? is like so <laughs> he's he's literally like Big Brother, like, oh, 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 somebody's mentioning one of my teams. Oh, how can I charge them? How can I make money off of this? I got a bigger. I got to be able to figure out how I can capitalize off of this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sue the shit out of them. So, okay, so I'm, I'm I'm looking at my notes. I don't know when I wrote this, um, but I'm just going to read it verbatim for what I wrote in my notes. Um, and this is like I I wrote this during the game, probably in a rage. Um, so Zeke is like a kid clamoring for a snack when dinner is on the way. The only problem is that McCarthy is the parent that doesn't care if he ruins his appetite and gives him a tub of buttered popcorn an hour before dinner. So when it's time to feed him at dinner, he can't eat because his hands are covered in butter. So this <laughs> whole fucking feed me shit, like, you're going to starve if you keep turning the ball over. Like that, that I don't know if it was you that, I think it was you guys that sent it to me, the uh, the picture of his new tattoo Oh yeah, but that somebody, was me. Yeah, yeah. the new tattoos. Uh, it just overfeed me. It says fumble. Fumble. Yeah. Like, yep. come on. Like, you got to do better. Especially like you, you know, Zeke is like you said, it's our franchise running back. We paid him millions, an asinine amount of money that should have gone to Dak. Um, the least you can do, like, I get it. If a defense stout and holds you to forty yards rushing, I don't blame you. That's a good defense. But if you turn the ball over multiple times in a game, that's on you, bud. Like, I don't care how the defense is playing. If you can't hold yep. on to the football. Like, now the one that Dalton chucked down to him whenever Dalton was getting sacked, Zeke wasn't really ready. But as a professional football player, whenever you catch the ball, regardless of if you were ready or not, and you turn around and take two steps, that ball better be protected. Oh, he caught the ball and he started running, or else it would have been an incomplete pass. Yeah. If it was anything, if it was anything other than him not being ready and they just knocked it out unexpectedly, it would have been an incomplete pass. He had the ball. He took multiple steps. He secured it in his hands. Well, he didn't secure it. Yeah. He put <laughs> it. Say, he he put it in it. his arms and then didn't. Oh, Wentz just threw an interception. Oh, <laughs> uh, at least we can find some kind of joy in football. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, he did not – I mean, he definitely made a move. He definitely caught the ball. He definitely knew he had it and knew what was happening. It was all on him. Neither of those – I don't remember a single one of the fumbles that hasn't been on him just not securing the effing ball enough. Yeah. I've said it it three or four times now in this podcast. He, in the first year, ran so hard – and protected that ball so well, he would always have, it was always tucked in like that runners, like I played Pop Warner football is the extent of my experience in football, but I know how a running back catches or the, the arms are 
you know, the way the arm shape goes to get the ball when you get a handoff and I'm, I'm doing it like somebody can freaking see me, but I know they can't, <laughs> but like he would take his arms, he'd take the handoff, wrap his arms around the ball and they never left the, not both arms were always around the ball. He would finish with his shoulders down, wrap, tucking the ball underneath into his belly tight so it couldn't get knocked out and he always finished forward he was diving he was trying to make extra yardage he never freaking gave up and it's absurd that this has become an issue he is one of the best running backs in the league you should not be fumbling the ball this much i got curious and i wasn't because i wasn't sure the actual numbers i just remember them talking about the other night that um you know turnovers of Obviously, I mean, as a fan and, and watching all the games that we know turnovers have been a problem. That being said, I looked it up. Our turnover ratio is negative 12. <laughs> we've turned the ball over 12 more times than our opponents have turned the ball over. We've only, I think we have two fumble recoveries and one interception on the season. Three turnovers caused by our defense 15 by our offense. 15 turnovers. Unacceptable. You cannot win football games when you're losing the ball that often. That's 15 extra possessions that we've given to the other team. Mm-hmm. And it's you just there's no way that you can be a winning team playing that way. And it doesn't take a rocket surgeon to know that. You study football you watch football the more the other team gets the ball the more opportunities they have to score and when you're in the nfl and when you're a first team first year um coach with a first year defense of defensive coordinator yes we have the same offensive coordinator but the rest of the staff's different the defensive staff's different our you know a freaking entire o-line is different our quarterback is now different we have a new wide receiver, like all these new players, things are going to change. Regardless of that, every team knows and is ready for the fact that, or knows that if you're going to get extra possessions, you're going to freaking lose. Mm-hmm. You're going to, if you're going to give the team extra possessions, they're going to capitalize because these teams are these teams are made up of professionals. These are the best athletes in the world, best football players in the world. They're not they're not freaking we're not playing college football. We're not playing the XFL. These guys know what they're doing. Like you don't give freaking uh Kyler Murray five four extra possessions. He's going to capitalize on more than not. And we stopped them in the first three drives. I think we held them to punts. First three drives of the game, we held them to punts. We held them scoreless in the first quarter. And I think only seven in the first half, right? Seven or 14 in the first half. It was zero in the – no, it was 21. They scored 21 points in the second quarter. Did they? Okay. Yeah. I must have been – okay, yeah. Um, But, the yeah, because it was um, Christian Kirk – on that little touch pass was our first one. Mm-hmm. Kenny and Drake had a little one-yard run. That was our second touchdown. And then Christian Kirk's 80-yard touchdown was um, the third one. And that was with fourth four minutes to go in the second quarter. I mean, if there was so, one upside of the mm-hmm. game, 
Um, I th- I'm pretty sure I was playing against Michael in our Yahoo League. And I had Christian Kirk because it's a 16-team league. So I beat him. So, you know, that, that is one, yeah. the only positive that came out of the game for me. Yeah, I mean, well, <laughs> I had I had Kenyon Drake um, in my okay, money yeah. league. And, and, yeah, he helped me. I was I, you I were went into starting Monday night. Him? Oh yeah. He's Damn. I have literally our our league is so deep like there are no running backs. I have Kenyon Drake and um Mixon are my only well, my <laughs> two running backs and my only other running back on my team was Rex Burkhead. Oof. Um yeah, that that's fair. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I had started to start Kenyon Drake and Mixon and I was down by like 15 i think or 20 maybe i can't remember i was down by a good bit going into monday night but i had drake um cot or not kyle um i had josh allen drake mm-hmm. um harrison butker and amari cooper and i ended up winning by 40 damn so, <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean you know Fantasy shamanity at this point. I don't know. Like it's, at it's this hard point, to... yeah, fucking. Uh, nah, yeah, I don't know. I take a winning. I take a winning cowboy season right now over fantasy right now. Yeah, I mean, like I, it's like both ways. I had uh, Chase Edmonds, um, C.D. Lamb, and Greg Zerlon, um, in my one league that we do the podcast for, and I needed like thirty points. And he had Arizona's defense, and yeah, that it was just yeah, I lost pretty bad. Yeah. So, <laughs> yep. But so anyway, that's enough of the Cardinals loss. Um, basically, we turned the ball over way too much. Story of the season, and um, we couldn't score. Mm-hmm. So. You're going to lose every time you do that. Um, if there is a slimmer, sliver of hope, uh, glimmer, I just combined sliver and glimmer <laughs> and said slimmer of hope. That's okay. You um, said you said rocket surgeon earlier, and I was going to correct you, but I just let it go. No, uh, I did. That's actually a thing. That's a rocket my, surgeon? Yeah, like it's not rocket surgery or it's not brain or it's not rocket. It's not rocket science and it's not brain surgery. So I just combine the two and say it's not rocket surgery. Okay, well, now I look like an asshole. Thanks. I appreciate it. (laughs) Yeah, thanks for screwing over my dad joke. (laughs) I just thought thought you were in such a rage that you messed it up. And I was like, I'll just let it go. He's mad. No, it's just just a... It's just a high level dad joke that you're not <laughs> I, aware of. I got you. See, I'm not at full dad status yet. I'm there. Right. I might have kids out there. Probably not. You, you have the ba- the dad bod, <laughs> but you don't have the dad. Oh yeah. Um, persona yet. Yeah. So, um, anyway, if there is a slimmer of hope, <laughs> um, it's the fact that we are still first in the NFC East. Um, and can still make the playoffs based on that. <laughs> Dude, the NFC, okay, so, <laughs> it's so bad. And, like, typically everybody's like, the NFC least, blah, 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 blah. It's like every other year, you know, like, I mean, the NFC East hasn't, like, been great. I mean, obviously the Eagles won the Super Bowl a few years ago, and we went 13-3 and three in 2016. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, since then, it has been a crap division, 
and it's always been a fight between Philly and the Cowboys over the past three years, well, four years. Right. And it's looking to be, I mean, crap, dude. It's crazy to me that Washington could win the division. It's crazy to me that the Giants could win the division. And looking yeah, at the well, I mean, uh, yeah, any any team right now can win the division. Still, obviously, there's there's still a lot of games left to play. We got uh, ten games left um, on the slate, with two of them playing uh, right now, uh, playing each other. So, you know, the crazy thing, and and I saw it earlier this week, but you know, the the division itself has five wins total combined, <laughs> five wins. Um, that equals the total uh, wins for the Seahawks, the Bears, the Chiefs, the Titans, and the Steelers. All have five wins. Oh, and the Ravens all have mm-hmm. five wins. And so they all have as many wins as our division combined. So, um, but yeah, the, the, I guess the bright spot, I don't even know if you want to consider it a bright spot. I, I, I mean, See, my- I know you always strive to make the playoffs. You're always your your goal is always to be in the playoffs. You always you know want to have a chance to make it to the Super Bowl, yada yada yada. But um, realistically, this team is not good enough to go anywhere um, at this point, especially with Dak hurt, with the offensive line decimated, um, the injuries just continue to pile up on the offense, and there really is no. Um, there's no chance really for us to go anywhere beyond where we're at right now, which is considered a bottom feeder in the league. That being said, yes, there is a chance we can make the playoffs. Do I want us to as a true fan who knows um, what that would mean for us? No, I don't. I, I really honestly don't. I would rather at this point being two and four, I would rather this season just be a tank um, you know, they're joking last year about tank for two and, um, you know, which team was going to be the worst so they could get to a talk of Iloa and, um, you know, blah, blah, blah. But this season, you know, obviously there's already some terrible, terrible teams. The Jets are just bad. <laughs> um, the Falcons are bad. The Vikings right now are terrible. Chargers, who knows, really? I mean, the Jags, <laughs> the Bengals, all these teams – one or zero losses and you you look at um you know where we sit right now i think uh last projected um draft pick slots that i saw was we were in eighth and uh there's some really good players that you can pick up in the top eight of the draft um players that can change your team change the dynamics of your team for the future and um you know, this is just one of those freak years, weird years, obviously with COVID that you don't know what you're going to get coming out this year on a lot of the prospects, because I mean, shoot the PAC 12 and the big 10 haven't even started playing yet. They start this weekend, their first games. So, and they're only going to play like eight games in the whole season. So you look at teams like, or players that are on these teams who aren't going to get a full season are, are we going to really get to know the players as well as we could? You know, there's just so many unanswered um, questions based on the year that we're in. And to trust 
the idea that we could still go to the playoffs, finish around the middle of the league, and get a decent draft pick around 16 or 17 or 15 or wherever it might be if we make the playoffs, um, I really do not feel confident in that. Just because, especially, yeah, you might get one. You might get your first rounder might be pretty good. But once you get out of the first round, how do you, I mean, how do you evaluate players on a year like this? You know, and and NCAA has already made the rule or implemented the rule this season that um, this season basically doesn't count towards a year of eligibility for all um, college football players, all, all, all college sports. Um, so this is basically a free year. So if a senior playing this year and doesn't want to get drafted or doesn't want to come out because they think they're going to go to a shit team, then they're just going to go back to school for another year. Um, so, you know, you don't really know what players are even going to be really available. So it's just such a weird year to take a risk like that. I just feel like you just got to tank for the best possible pick at this point, you know, get your young guys, some experience. We're already obviously getting a lot of that with our, our offensive line. Um, I, I mean, as bad as I don't want to deal with the trolls who are free freaking relentless every single week, every time that we lose, especially the Steelers fans who are obnoxiously relentless, um, I will deal with the fact that we're going to just have to get a really great draft pick this year and come back next year 100% healthy and freaking rip the league because that's what I want to do. But, God, I'm just... I don't, I mean, outside of making, and because Jerry and Steven have been so conservative for so many years now in a row, it used to be if there was a major, like you say 10 years ago, a player of the caliber of Earl Thomas is on the market and wants to go to Dallas. 10 years ago, Jerry would have, he would have already been, he would have been a cowboy at, at the beginning of the season. Yeah. You know, but because Steven has more of a, a finger <clears throat> on the pulse of the team and uh, has a little bit more control of the team, um, they've gone to a more conservative approach to free agency, to um, picking up players on the dra- on the waiver wire, whatever you want to call it. Um, they're just not as aggressive and if there's ever a time if if there's ever a time that a team needs to be aggressive um if they're serious about the fact that they're you know confident in Andy Dalton and serious about the fact that they think they can go forward then right now is the time to start signing some players who can help you out right now and uh since you guys a message this morning, um, one of those players came available this morning um, or late last night, early this morning, um, kind of out of the blue. And just so happens that he used to be, uh, he has played his college game or his college days in West Virginia at WVU. Uh, Quentin Spain, who's played several years in the league now as an offensive lineman. Great. He was, he played for the Titans for a number of years and he's now with the bills. Um, just an all around excellent player. Um, 
an all around excellent lineman. Um, but I think he had a couple uh, issues over the off season with injury where, um, Oh, excuse me while I yawn. Um, <laughs> but he had a couple issues where um, I think he got injured and um, the guy who, you know, his, was his backup played really well and, and they wanted to give that guy a chance. So after he got healthy, they did, they were still letting the other guy play. So he kind of lost some minutes there and um, something happened last night. Um, your brother tried to, you know, he, your brother uh, Nathan's a big Bills fan, but still, it's kind of hush hush among the Bills um, mafia as far as what the actually what the actual deal was there as far as why they let him go. But he is free out there um, on the free agent market, and is an immediate upgrade to literally every position we have open right now on our offensive line. Yeah. Um, you know, at this point, we're playing with guys who are probably working at Walmart this off season. I, I mean, honestly, I don't, I don't even know. Like, um, you know, Joe Looney's out now. Brandon Knight is, we already mentioned, is uh, is going to be out. Um, it, you know, we're just at this point, just it's bad. It's bad, and we need some experience. We need some veteran. Um, prowess. We need some uh, moxie there on the offensive line. Some some grit. I know Quentin Spain is a very very good offensive lineman, um, but you know he's he's a great run blocker. And if if anything, he could help you know pave the way for Zeke to get going a little bit more. Something that can get us out of this freaking slump. Um, and it's weird because we just won last week. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. <laughs> we came off a win, uh, you know, albeit we lost our, our QB one, but you know, coming off a win after losing QB one, you know, we're thinking, all right, D- Dalton can handle this. He's, he's been here before. And then we just get steamrolled <clears throat> and it's just so demoralizing. But you know, there's, um, I read an article, I think I shared it with you guys or maybe Wayne shared it with us and that's how I read it. But um, it was talking about the uh, best moves that we can make right now. And, and there's a few guys out there. Um, let me see if I can Google and find it. But um, basically like uh, I think it was a guy from um, shoot Minnesota. Best moves the Cowboys can make to help now. <laughs> um, this is what we've resorted to, Googling what we, we can do for the team. <laughs> yep. Five, five moves that could save the season. Um, Fitzpatrick, bro. No. <laughs> shut up. You're the second person I've seen mention that today, and I'm like, what? Get off of that, man. It's not – I mean, uh, God, it's is not there quarter, anybody? It's not a quarterback thing, I know, but it's. Just, I, I just, I, I like Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think he's a great guy. Oh, Wayne <laughs> just missed. Wayne just missed missed his Fulgham touchdown. However, you say that guy's name for Philly. Oh yeah, I've been Phil, struggling with that. <laughs> yeah, Fulgham. Fulgham. He just had a ball go right through his hands. Oh, I just, Yeah, I'm a little bit behind you, so I just saw it. <laughs> 
Anyway, so this is a free article through um, CBS Sports that I found, and and I thought it was a pretty good um, analysis. But there's uh, two safeties um, that both are game-changing type safeties but aren't happy in their current situation. They're both playing on the franchise tag currently. And um, one is Justin Simmons of Denver. Um, He's the younger of the two. I think he's only 26. Let me see if I can find it here. Um, and like I said, he's playing on a, a franchise tag this season. He came off a Pro Bowl season last year, I believe. Um, so he's a, you know a good player. He's tough, um, hard nosed player. The kind of kind of like Buda Baker, um, light, I guess. Um, but yeah, he had a 26 years old came coming off an all-pro season 2019. So, yeah, he is a pro bowler. Um, so that's one guy. Um, you know, they recommend trying to, you know, maybe low ball for a fourth rounder, maybe a third rounder, see if they'd take the offer. Um, obviously, ab- absorbing the contract as well would be an issue, but we have $23.47 million in cap space, so we could definitely absorb the, ca- the cap hit. Um to get some a player like that. The other guy is uh, Minnesota free safety Anthony Harris, who is also on his uh, on a franchise tag. They're both making eleven point four four million on a franchise tag this season. The only thing is difference is Anthony Harris is two years older at twenty eight years old. So, um, but uh, Pro Football Focus or no, sorry, this isn't Pro fo- Football Focus. This was the the writer had ranked safeties for 2020 and had ranked this guy um, number five, just ahead of Simmons, the previous guy that I was talking about at number six. So, um, you know, top 10 safeties in their position um, based on uh, this guy's opinion. I'll tell you, it's Patrick Walker, which is the um, CBS sports.com Dallas Cowboys writer. So, um, but he, he ranked those two guys pretty high. Um, and then another Minnesota guy that could help us immediately, uh, Riley Reif, their, their, uh, tackle. I think he's currently their right tackle. Um, we could use help literally at any position on the offensive line. So that's another position that could be of help. Um, the other two are Hassan Riddick, Reddick, sorry, of, um, Arizona outside linebacker. And we just played against them. Completely demoralized us, but, you know, another position of need, clearly with so many injuries that we've been dealing with, uh, Leighton Van Der Esch and Sean Lee, you never can trust whether, you know, I said it last week in the, te- in the, in the text, a uh, group text, that whenever they announced that, that uh, LVE was coming back this week, I was like, I just feel like it's a foregone conclusion that he's going to get hurt again. Like, it just... And and I hate that because like I love the guy. I want to see him out there every game, but like it's almost to the point where now where you just expect, yeah, um, every game like him and Sean Lee. You just expect any time they're out there that they're going to get hurt. Like you're just anticipating it. Um, and then the fifth guy that they recommend is David Njoku from from Cleveland, the tight end. I don't really know that we're necessarily in need of help right there at this point. No, um, maybe, know, like, maybe for blocking that might be uh, what he's going for. Yeah, uh, possibly. But I mean, Blake Bell has already 
kind of filled that role as a blocking tight end and he can he's shown that he can catch um he hasn't done a lot but he can do it when he needs to and then schultz i mean he's one of the bright you know stories of our team right now mm-hmm. so you know why do you want to i mean i get you need some depth but you know you don't want to undermine anything good you actually have going there so i feel like i would just take away from what we already have um I don't, I don't feel it's really necessary at this point. Um, I just feel like, you know, Schultz and, and, and Bell are, are doing the job that they need to do. And if anything, the only, um, bringing in another guy is only going to make more problems and it's going to help because you you can use that money and you can use those, those roster spots for positions of, of more dire need, um, like the offensive line. So, I mean, it would um, just, I just, it I would, just feel like it, it needs to be addressed a little bit. Um, those need to be addressed a little bit more urgently than, than a tight end. Yeah. Well, it, like it would be just like the Cowboys to wait and wait and wait. And then they're like, Oh, the Cowboys are signing somebody from free agency and it's a tight end or a wide receiver. It, it, oh yeah, absolutely. Just, it'd be, it'd be somebody. Yeah. That or like some, um, guy that was playing in the canadian football league last year yeah as a as a you know an athlete that they think can be uh a good safety or something oh we really like his athletic um you know possibilities (laughs) just somebody just (laughs) off the wall that you'd never expect that literally hasn't played it down in the nfl and they're going to put him on a practice squad and move somebody up that's that's literally what it's going to be like yeah, I feel like it's like every year we go through something like this where there's a position of need on our team there and it's before the trade deadline and there's plenty of people, you know, that are either free agents that you could bring in or like you said, playing on the franchise tag um, that we could try to trade for. And I don't know if it's like, kept under wraps what they do or if they just don't try but i feel like it's neglected like every year if there's a position of need it's almost like we don't try to go and pick somebody up because they're happy with the people that we have and right now you can't be happy with i mean with most of i mean the the offensive line i mean you, know, you you can't put it all on the offensive line. They're inexperienced, and two of them are rookies. Um, but as an owner, as a GM, you feel I, I to me as a fan, I feel like you know if you want to win games, that's an, a glaring need. You know, Dalton was under pressure the entire game. Help him out. We get yeah. it. He's not your franchise quarterback, but. You know, like if if the team does well as a whole, then I guarantee you that the turnovers will decrease. You know, if if there was even a semblance of some kind of help there, and I don't even know about the whole coaching controversy or who said it or, you know, whatever player came out. Like I have my suspicions of who might have said the stuff about McCarthy and the coaching staff and how they're unprepared and don't know how to do their jobs. Um, but 
will never, ever know. They'll never, ever let that get out. But fill the, fill the holes that you, that, that you have and try. Like, I mean, you, you've got the cap space to, to grab a couple guys, you know, even if it's just for the rest of the season, you don't have to sign them long term. I don't know. Yeah, I think I said it. I think I said it a couple weeks ago. <clears throat> Maybe it was after uh, one of the earlier losses. But I said, you know, I would just like to see some effort from yeah. management, from ownership. And and whether it be, you know, obviously Earl Thomas is the one that everybody wants to focus on. I don't even care if it's him. I just want to see them trying to find somebody not from your freaking practice squad because you obviously know. But, yeah, like, make on, a change. They're on the practice Do squad for a reason. Bring, you know, the definition of insanity is continuing to do the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. If we are going to continue to do the same exact thing that we've been doing, obviously with a new quarterback, because Dalton's, you know, the, the starting QB now, but definition of insanity is continuing to do what you're doing, expecting something to change. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to change if you don't change it. Yeah. You have the power and you can't tell me that there's not more players out there who given the option to come and play for the Dallas freaking Cowboys. The literal, the literal most um, wealthy franchise, sports franchise in the world, the most valuable athletic team on the planet. I guarantee you there's more players who would choose to come and play for Dallas for probably less than what they would pay or they'd get paid to go play for somebody else just because they're going to want more money to go freaking play in Minnesota in this freaking snow or to go play in Buffalo or, you know, you name a freaking shitty weather place. God, who wants to go live in freaking Pittsburgh and go play when you can go live in (laughs) Dallas? I mean, not to mention the fact that Texas is um, one of the states that has zero income tax, state income tax. Mm -hmm. So you move to Texas you get freaking more money in your paycheck because you're getting less taken from Uncle Sam and you're getting to play for literally the most uh, lucrative, valuable, whatever word you want to throw at it, franchise in the whole world. More eyes are going to be on you there than anywhere else. Mm Mm-hmm. I think a and lot of players professional athletes are all about eyes on themselves. So tell me that they don't want that. Sorry, go ahead. I would say like I think a lot of players also have that mentality is that they want to go to a place where they're going to win. Kind of like the Le'Veon Bell thing. Like the the three teams that he was choosing between were was the Chiefs, the Bills, and the Dolphins. He chose the Chiefs because to him, that's his best shot at winning a ring. And I feel like a lot of players are like that. Um, but I honestly think that it's not even that. I think it's more of an ownership thing, not even trying. But Yeah, and, and I, uh, I've, <clears throat> I mean, like I said before, 
you know, 10 years ago, I mean, that was the running joke, you know, that if there was a free agent out there, a big name free agent that, you know, oh God, you know, they're going to be a cowboy because Lord knows, especially because most of the time, especially the mid season guys were probably because they were, you know, a drug addict or, you know, drug addict. I'll say that they're probably, you know, like smoking marijuana or whatever. Yeah. Cause oh, another yawn, great freaking radio <laughs> or podcasting. But, you know, the, it's always been a joke that, Oh, Cowboys, you know, they're, 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 uh, um, under their jerseys is pinstripes and, or, uh, you know, the freaking jail stripes or whatever, <laughs> yeah. you know, they're basically jailbirds, but seriously, like at least try. Yeah. Like you have people, players who want to come and play for you, you know, like Jamal Adams of wanting to be in Dallas. Tell me Jamal Adams would make this team better right now if he was on this team. I mean, he's hurt, so probably not, but. <laughs> well, had he not gotten hurt, obviously. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm just messing, but. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Come, like, you got, you have to try. Show as, because this is the thing, and I, and I believe this wholeheartedly, and I, I feel safe saying this because. I, I feel pretty confident that the person I'd be talking about won't hear it, but I won't mention any names, but, um, a, 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 how do I put, put this? A, um, business that I used to frequent has been shut down for several months. And, um, in the process of shutting down because of COVID and whatnot, um, in the meantime, they've been revamping. And during the time that they've been shut down, they literally just ghost, pr- pretty much ghosted their employees. Oh, um, left them all out in the, basically in the dark. Didn't tell them anything about what was going on. None of them mm. know if they're, they have a job coming back whenever it reopens. Nothing. So I say all that to say, your leadership sets the tone for your employees. So if your leadership is keep, you know, is showing you, Oh, you know, we're in this for the long haul. You know, I've got your back. You've got my back, you know, leadership's telling the employees, Hey, we're going to do whatever we can to make this successful. We're going to do whatever we can to make your job easier and, and make you look, good as a, an employee and earn more money. If the leadership's telling in this situation or in, in this example, if Jerry Jones goes out and shows his players, I'm going to do whatever I can for us to win. I'm going to make us the best team I can. I'm going to do anything in my power to help us be a better team on Sunday. Whenever we line up on, you know, against whoever it might be that week, that that's going to bleed down to the players, to the employees. Mm-hmm. They're going to see that. They're going to be more motivated. They're going to say, "Yeah, he's he's willing to do whatever he can to make this team better. I'm going to be as the best I can to make this team better." And it just it's it's a mentality that 
um, you know, that kind of mentality breeds greatness. That positive, it's, um, if you've ever heard of The Secret, it's a, a popular book um, that my, my wife actually told me about it. And, and I truly believe in, in the concept of it. And, and, and the idea is that to have good things happen in your life, you have to believe that those things are going to happen. You have to talk about them. The more you think about things being good, the more good will, the more good you will notice in your life. Those things might be there all the time, but you're just not paying attention to them because you're focused on, you know, the shitty parts of the world or whatever. So the more good you focus on, the more good you'll notice and the more good will come into your life because good follows good, you know, that that you always hear like, you know, in bad situations there are people who are always in um, or grow up in bad situations that the best thing for them is to get out of that and go into a different environment where they can be surrounded by good things. So I say all that long winded and I told you this was going to be a rant session, but (laughs) I say all that to say if they really truly want this team to be better, they have to be better for the team. But, and, and I mean that by, you know, they have to show the team that they are willing to do more to make them better as a leader, as leaders, as owners, as the GM, as the, the executive vice president of player operations or whatever it might be. They have to do more. They set the tone for the whole team. They And if Jerry wants to be on the freaking camera every freaking time we play and on the radio every goddamn week and all the time being on the voice, and I've told you guys this, how much I freaking hate it because it's the only (laughs) team that does this. We are the only team whose owner and GM is the person who's always on the freaking microphone. It's Every other team, it's the head coach. The head coach should be the freaking pillar of the team, not the freaking GM. Get off the screen, Jerry, and do some more goddamn work. Oh, I'm getting pissed. Okay. <laughs> but he's a anyway. great businessman. Oh, he knows business. <laughs> that's, dude, that's, that's everybody's comeback. Like, yeah, but he's got the right to be. He's a great businessman. He's built the Cowboys oh, into the, oh, to the most. Yeah, that's why they're the mo- he's the reason they're <laughs> yeah. the most valuable franchise in the world. But, dude, I would well, yeah, rather, He's also I would, the reason we're freaking <laughs> averaging eight and eight record for the last 20 freaking years. Dude, I would much rather be the least valuable franchise in the world and win some fucking games. Like, I don't give a shit if we're deemed America's team like good. Cause that just makes us a laughing stock stock whenever we're two and four. Like, yeah, exactly. You know, like good for you, Jerry, you're sitting up there all, all high and mighty, but the fans, the true fans down here that are diehard Dallas Cowboys fans, we're the ones that have to deal with the shit of other yeah, people the Mark talk- Goldberg trolling shit. <laughs> yeah. It's like I've literally like given up on trying to come back. Like I know we suck. It's obvious in our record, it's obvious in our play. We've allowed the most points through the first 6 game of the season and that's the most was the most ever in history. Yeah, we're terrible. Uh, we're on pace for the most in history. I don't know if we're still most in history right now, but I know I know at one point, like four games in, we were the most, but I think right now we're not. Maybe I don't know, but it's ridiculous regardless. But yeah, like either way, I mean, I've just given up. Like people are like, oh, the Cowboys suck, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, okay. You know, typically year in and year out, we have some glimmer of hope 
to like to be able to to defend it or something this year it's like I don't have the energy to do it because all of my energy is spent watching a football game. Yeah. And the only reason and that I finished the game on Monday is so I could do this podcast. So, because I was about to turn it off at halftime. So, I'm done <laughs> with my rant or whatever you want to call that. Uh, so, we have next week, or well, I guess in like three days, we're playing Washington. Um, Washington's one and five. We're two and four, obviously. Um, we are zero and two on road games. Washington is one and two at home. So Washington is favored fifty eight point two percent to forty one point one percent with that three freaking percent for a tie. Um, mm. or point point three percent. Sorry. Um, our uh, passing leader on the season is still Dak, obviously, and Washington's passing leader on the season is Dwayne Haskins. Neither of which are going to see the field on Sunday. So, did you know um, that Dak, fun. Dak is still leading the NFL in passing yards? Yeah, he's <laughs> he's still the number one passer in the league. Yep, <clears throat> uh, missing a whole game and a half basically, mm-hmm. and he's still the number one passer in the league. Yep. Uh, but oh, he's just that Prescott. <laughs> yep. Another thing. So it's the Cowboys. So yeah, it doesn't matter how many passing yards you put up, you're still the Cowboys quarterback, and you're still trash. And Carson Wentz is better. Oh my God, he's so much better. Um, but yeah, the the so the fifty eight percent is the ESPN's uh, Football Power Index predictor. Um, that's they favor Washington, but Vegas favors Dallas by one <clears throat> right now. So it's um, it's about as close as it gets right now. Um, and the over under is only at forty six. So um, you know, low scoring game, basically twenty twenty uh, two or twenty four to twenty two um, is kind of where they're going as far as spread goes. Um, so, you know, it's going to be likely to be a low scoring game. Um, I just don't see a lot to be excited about in this game. Um, it's in Washington, you know, uh, actually is, I think the only thing that I might be excited about is, um, let me look real quick. Cause I got to see their depth chart. Oh, okay, they're starting Kyle Allen. Uh, I guess Kyle Allen is still healthy. I was going to say the only thing I'd be excited about is Alex Smith getting to watch him play because after it, what he went through in the offseason, like I really feel like he is just a really good dude, um, and I will always kind of root for him. Obviously, I don't want him to win against us, but it would be fun to watch him play. But, yeah, yeah. Um, he must have just came in because Kyle Allen sucked last week. Kyle Allen um, went down. Um, he was hurt. He got hurt. Um, 
but it wasn't anything that was going to keep him out multiple games. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, so it's just a, a, a game injury, not a, yeah. a long-term injury. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. And, and they actually have Dwayne Haskins still on the depth chart at, at third. So um, yeah. I guess they would, if they needed to, they'd break glass and, and uh, have him come in. But um, yeah, really uh, not a very exciting matchup. Um, not on paper, not for the season. There's really, you know, for us as a fan base, like I said earlier at this point, I'd rather just not win the division, not go to the playoffs because the better we play the rest of the season, the better draft or the worst draft pick we're going to get and the less help we're going to get to. And a harder schedule we'll get next year. Yeah. And, and yeah, you made that good point because I always forget about that. How they determine the schedule is based on where you finish in your, in your division. And, the better you finish in the division, the harder schedule you get. So, well, yeah, assuming that the same teams yeah. that were good last year will be good next year, but yeah, um, you know, it's uh, you have a better chance of having an easier schedule if you're finishing last in your division, <laughs> yeah. regardless. So, um, I mean, I think next year's the Chiefs, uh, Raiders, Broncos, and then whoever else is that division. AFC West, yeah, the Chargers, Chargers, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know how you track year. all that, but yeah, that's, um, but yeah, I, I just, it's hard to be excited about Dallas football right now. Um, you know, I want, I want us to, obviously I don't want to be the laughing stock, but I also don't want us to screw ourselves out of a decent draft pick. If we're going to be bad, I'd just rather us just be really, really bad and get a good draft pick so we can be better next year. Because I know next year, you know, when we get Dak back and we get Tyron Smith back, we get Lyle Collins back, we get Zach Martin back, we get all of these guys back that are have been just, de- you know, are just decimating us as a team, um, you know, we'll be way better. And, uh, you know, we get some draft picks on the defensive side. You know, we get some depth pieces on the offensive side. Maybe we draft a, you know, Tyron Smith's backup for the rest. You know, his his uh, su- successor um, for left tackle. We need it. Whatever need it might be, but because he's he just can't get over his neck injury. This stuff. Yeah, I mean, he's up. missed he's <clears throat> missed a lot of time for this one being a neck injury. And prior being a back injury, those are two things you don't want to mess around with if you're an athletic person. Um, just things that aren't um, aren't good to see for a dude that's you know trying to protect the blind side of your of your franchise player. Um, you just you can't have that. So um, you know it's, it's probably time to start are looking for that player. I don't know if they think that maybe Lyle Collins can move over and be the left tackle possibly. I, I, you know, maybe that's the long-term plan. I, I don't know, but, you know, he's dealt with injuries as well, so it's hard to, hard to really say. But um, there's a lot of questions and not very many answers at this point. There's some things that I think would be help, helpful for the team. Um, will they do them? Who knows? Um, it's really hard to say at this point in – and Jerry's career, I guess, to, so to speak, if you know he's if he's willing or or able to make those kind of moves like he was in the late '90s, early 2000s, when he would 
you know, went out and signed T.O. or, you know, went out and signed Pac-Man Jones or, mm-hmm. you know, all these controversial players, but guys that were better than what he had um, and he was willing to do. <laughs> Will he do it again? Who knows? I, I, I just, as a fan, you can, you can only hope. Um, but as a realist, you have to look at the big picture <laughs> and realize that more than likely you're not going to get your way. <laughs> yep. uh, it's just, unfortunately, that's just the way it, the cookie crumbles, so to speak. So are you wanting to do picks for this week or we just, because <laughs> I did I haven't put any thought into it, honestly. Um, yeah, I, I mean, <clears throat> I, I threw one down just for the hell of it, but I mean, you Nathan, don't have to. I, yeah. I mean, Nathan sent me one in like a like his prediction of what's going to happen, kind of. To uh, so, uh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Go ahead. What Nathan think as an outside perspective? So Nathan's my brother. He's a Bills fan, and he thinks that Dalton's going to throw for two hundred and fifteen yards, two touchdowns. Gallup will lead the team in receiving, followed closely by Schultz, and he thinks Zeke is going to run for 150 yards, one touchdown, and zero fumbles. Which is pretty bold. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, based on how the rest of the season has gone, it's really bold. Mm -hmm. He didn't give me a Um, score prediction, but that's fine. I'm assuming with that, I mean, that's at least 21. So, you know. 21 to 50 <laughs> 60 maybe yeah, maybe um yeah I, I i did a score prediction i didn't really do a bold one um but i i i predict uh dallas win 20 to 19 which goes right along with the lines with the with the spread being a, a one point favorite um uh hammer the under i don't think uh, yeah. there's going to be 46 points scored um although it, if it stays like it's been all week this week here um and it's nice weather you could look at a pretty good uh, a chance at a good scoring game but uh you know all those outside games you never know with weather and and the month of october it could be it could be rainy cold and yucky it could be you know warm and nice like it's been all week it's hard to tell but um just with the way things have been trending um and the fact that you know i i have seen some improvement in our defense just like you were saying earlier um i I like our chances against a really really poor performing quarterback in kyle allen um I think I was. Uh, I think I heard a stat um, last week on NFL Radio or one of the one of the SiriusXM channels um, when they were talking about Kyle Allen starting last week, um, and they mentioned last year when he played in um, Carolina. I think he started like eight or nine games, maybe. Um, but they said he had. A, I'm pretty sure I want to say. That, he had the lowest QBR of any quarterback who started more than half the season or something like that. So, I mean, he's not a very good quarterback. Yeah. So, um, you know, we should, God, 
you know, God forbid, you know, we continue this terrible trend of, uh, you know, negative 12 turnover ratio. Um, but I really, really hope I really, I really think that there's a chance that the defense can shine in a game and maybe our offense barely does anything, you know, like it could just be a matter of we end up getting the turnovers that put us in a short field and, you know, Dalton has 10 completions, but two touchdowns like freaking Kyler Murray had this week. Yeah. Um, you know, something like that where we just get ad- some advantageous um, possessions that lead to quick scores and, and the rest of the game is just kind of uh, um, a punt fest, I guess. Yeah. I, you know, I had a prediction last week of, of uh, Greg the Legs um, <laughs> Zerline kicking five field goals and yep. he couldn't even make two. He got um, one. He got one. No, no, he he missed the second one though. He had, oh, yeah. he had a second attempt and he missed a field goal. So, uh, yeah, um, yeah. So, it's uh, steer clear of the bold predictions. Um, I mean, okay, just so- want to <laughs> predict something bold for Washington so that the opposite happens. Maybe I don't know. We got to figure out something. But I mean, so like my bold prediction wasn't wrong. I said that we wouldn't turn the ball over once. And that was yeah, that's correct. Right. You did. You did. You said we wouldn't <laughs> we turn the ball over once. We turned it over um, four times. We turned it over four times. So, um, I'll give you that victory if you really want to take that. <laughs> I really don't I want it. I don't <laughs> want it. <laughs> Maybe if I say Here. we will turn the ball over negative four times, then we won't at all. <laughs> oh, maybe. Um, shoot. What's it? Uh, oh, yeah. That's. Pretend I am your cereal and you are Ryan Gosling. I'm going to try to feed you. You remember the internet meme of Ryan Gosling and they're trying to feed him the cereal and as Ryan Gosling doesn't want a cereal. If not, you got to look that video up. No. It's freaking hilarious. <laughs> See, no. Um, <sighs> I got so funny. I got, a, I got a score prediction. And I'm actually going to – well, what's, what's the uh, – What's the the spread or whatever or not the spread? Can we look it uh, up here? Um, it's uh, the the over under is forty six, so that's the total points scored, and we are favored by one. Okay, so yeah, I would I would actually be under then. I'd say Cowboys win twenty four to seventeen. Twenty four seventeen. Yeah. I'd say it's a good score. Um, I mean, it's you know. Andy Dalton's not Dak Prescott. He's not going to sling it across the field, especially with our offensive line. But I'm kind of holding on to that hope. Like you said, maybe we'll be the ones with the turnovers, getting the turnovers, not giving the ball. Right. You know. Yeah. I mean, we're due some. Oh, my God. I mean, it's. (laughs) Are you watching this game? I am so sorry. (laughs) Why did he? Why did he fall down? He freaking tripped and fell down. Did he trip over the 10 yard line? Like what? He tripped. I think just running forward, he was just leaning forward and just lost his balance. And I mean, I'm okay with it because I have Slayton and I need him to throw the ball to Slayton here. So at least this gives him an opportunity to get yeah. a touchdown. But yeah, so what Dan- the hell did he yeah, trip over? Daniel Jones just ran at what eighty yards and then fell down with nobody. He around. just <laughs> tripped over the twenty yard line. <laughs> yeah, he pretty much did. <laughs> the players are laughing at him. It's the turf monster. <laughs> it got him. 
Uh, true Giants fashion would be to fumble the ball here. But anyway, sorry. Oh. The, the people can't see the the uh, the games. <laughs> yes, we're recording live as we're watching the, the Falcons or the Falcons, <laughs> the, <laughs> the Eagles. And oh, oh, shoot, that's not Slayton. Throw it to Slayton. <laughs> the Eagles and Giants game. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that was ridiculous. That if anything, that was the epitome of 2020 right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're going, we're taking off, we're taking off, and then March hits, and oh, he just falls down. <laughs> You're so screwed. true. <laughs> but yeah, I think we'll win. So yeah, 24-17? Yeah. I would take that. I mean, obviously, I'll take anything right now, but I don't know. I'm just discouraged. I want to be excited about us, but I don't, because I don't want us to win too much and not get a good pick. So at that point, it's just like a, what is that? Um, catch 22. Is that the thing where it's like, uh, you know, you don't, it's like a conundrum. You don't yeah, want to pick yeah. one thing that's going to ruin something else or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Pretty. I, th- yeah. I think, I think so. It's roughly what it means. Ah, man. And that's going to put the ball on the one yard line. They're going to run it in now. Dang it. <laughs> Philly. You had to screw it up for me. Yeah, my my oh, friend well. that texted me about that pass interference call during last uh, this past week's game is actually at this game with his wife right now. Um, oh, really? So, yeah. yeah how, many, how many fans are they allowing in Philly? Not many, but he he's not like rich, but he's got money. Um, and they probably have they probably got the tickets a while back, but. Probably ten, maybe ten thousand. Maybe I don't know what Philly. I don't know what or not Philly, but um, Pennsylvania's uh, policies are. Policies are. So yeah, I don't either. Whatever the maybe like <clears throat> ten. Well, because Cowboy Stadium is what twenty five percent capacity. I think so. Yeah, so I, I would say it's probably less than Texas because you know Texas just doesn't give a shit. They're one of the higher percentages, I believe, in the country as far as occupancy, but I don't know. It's not important to this podcast or to anything really, but <laughs> yeah. Literally doesn't matter. Yep. Seventy five hundred people. Seventy five hundred. That was that was fairly close with the ten thousand. But they're probably ten percent. I yeah. guess they'd have a seventy thousand or seventy seven thousand. Yeah, capacity stadium. So, uh, so anywho, um, sorry that this has been such a downer of a podcast. Um, but what else do you want from me right now? <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> our team sucks. Okay, there I said it. But um, seriously, we'll try to, you know, get try to be a little bit more active social media wise. I really, really got to encourage you guys to get on our, um, our discord. It's going to be, if we can get more people out there and get active with it, you know, that can be our prime location for conversation. Um, open it up for game time chats, uh, you know, discussions, whether it be during the week or during the game itself, um, but we're open to, you know, definitely 
jumping in and, and having some conversations that um, would be, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I really enjoy talking to Wayne and, and Daniel, but like I could use some extra people to <laughs> hear some other opinions about the game and about the people about the team and whatnot. So join so, us on discord. Um, you know, I've put the link out on our Facebook page a couple of times. Um, we'll <clears> continue to, to reach out through Facebook and Instagram as well though. So Mitch, send me a permanent invite link or make me an admin on the the page and I will get the link and I will put it in the description of this episode. So if you're listening and you want to join it, all you got to do is scroll down on your phone and click the thing that says discord. And it'll take you right there if you have the app. If not, download it. And then it will take you there and you can join. So we'll get that set up for this episode. That way there's a there's a clickable link for you to join in the description. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think the last one that I did send out on um, the Facebook page is a permanent link, link as well. So um uh, I get the I mean, hint. I'll uh, just copy and paste it from Facebook. No, I'm, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to make you the make you an admin yeah. on the page, but we'll figure it out after I, we're after that. I episode. hear your uh, COVID starting to flare up yeah. there again. <clears throat> yeah, we were supposed to record this last night, but we recorded our fantasy football podcast <clears throat> last night, and Nathan Nathan decided to go get the flu shot, which does nothing but give you the cold for 365 fucking days. And through that, he's gotten me sick. Um, so I've been congested and coughing and hacking and wheezing. Um, the wheezing's probably just from me being old, but and smoking for the majority of my life. Um, but which I've actually been smoke free for almost two years. But anyway, so congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. There's some, there's some, po- there's the positivity in the podcast. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> so the reason it's coming out a little bit late again this week is because of that because that other podcast I was coughing and clearing my throat and just being all gross the entire time and (laughs) it was so bad that like I was I had my notes in front of me and (laughs) I still didn't have any clue what I was talking about because I just couldn't think like it was just bad so I didn't want it to be that bad um, especially since this is more of a negative podcast this week so well you held up pretty well i'm proud of you um but get your shit together next week (laughs) oh i will (laughs) (laughs) hopefully we'll have something positive to talk about next week yes you know even if like even if we lose but don't turn the ball over or you know if we win and don't turn the ball over or something like that, maybe that'll happen. That way we've got some sort of positivity. Maybe we get four or five turnovers and still lose. I'd still be, uh, it's fine. At least there's progress, positive progression, not negative. Yes. Anything positive would be, yeah. Anything positive would be a good sign for sure. And make this podcast way more positive for sure. So, Anyway, um, if you made it this far, thank you for listening to our terribly not positive <laughs> podcast. Um, and if you made it this far, you're probably as hate as hate filled and rage filled as we are this week. So um, join us next week. We'll go over the the Washington 
football team game. Got it. I still can't get used to that game. Yeah. Um, and you're probably hearing <laughs> my commode flush in the background because my wife decided to come in and interrupt my podcast so rudely. That's yeah, okay. People, I mean, <laughs> it's just a fitting end to this fucking episode. <laughs> just a toilet yep. flushing in the background. Going down the toilet. <laughs> That's about how I feel like we're heading. <laughs> Anywho, um, like us, subscribe to us, rate us five stars, please. Give us some positive positivity. Um, but join us next week. Hopefully we'll have Wayne back and he won't have mowed over a deer. He can tell <laughs> us some stories about it next week. So, All right, guys. Thanks, and uh, let's go Cowboys. <laughs>